Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Uh, so first off, I want to do some shameless advertising. Um, you know, I wanted to get more into doing personal one-on-one coaching. Um, I've been working with two individuals, and we've been getting great results. And I can help you with everything from your spiritual walk to your mental development to business questions to financial questions to even putting together workout diet plans um you know and uh let me know if this is something that you're interested in doing um i would love to add on a couple more clients basically what we do is we have weekly accountability meetings um you have access to me 24 7 um you know in the realm spiritual i have a lot of growth to do but i think that i could advise and help and coach and lead and the round realms of business and financial, you know, I've ran multi-million dollar insurance agencies before I've, you know, started a, a, a staffing company that within two months is close to doing 80,000 a month in revenue, which is, you know, well over a million dollars a year um, in the realm of physical, you know, I, I'd like to think I'm in pretty good shape, you know, so I'm, I'm not saying any of that to brag or boast, but I, I feel like I've got a pretty good resume. Um, and uh, if you're at a point right now in your life where you're just not getting the kind of growth that you want to get. Um, I would love to be able to dig in and help you. I do think that having a coach and a mentor is so incredibly important when it comes to your spiritual, physical, financial, everything, business, relational growth and development. You need somebody to ask questions. You, or you need to have somebody that you can ask questions to is that what you want my i can't wrap my head around the verbiage appropriate uh to to really get that that wording out i just had a full-blown stroke and i'm not restarting this episode sometimes i'll get like five seven minutes in and i'll restart i'm not restarting this so you guys know what i mean you need somebody to bounce ideas and questions off of you need most importantly somebody that's going to hold you accountable um and i would love to be that person for you so if you are interested in that um obviously i'm not going to do it for free uh but the best investment that you can make um is not crypto it's not real estate it's yourself. That's the number one investment that you can make. And I would love to work with a few of you. So that's my shameless plug for today. That's all. That's all I have to say. Um, let's talk about what I wanted to really dig into today, uh, which is the I've, I've been thinking about, a, a, I believe it's Romans 12, where it says, essentially, be not conformed to the world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's a pretty that's a pretty common verse. Um, a lot of people are familiar with that verse, but I don't think that people really understand what that means. So I want to talk about this from a secular sense and a spiritual sense, as has been our approach the past couple of days. You know, in the spirit or in a secular sense, you know, I've talked about this before that if you are doing the same things that everybody else around you is doing, are doing, you're going to get the same results. So when I look at this Bible verse, which it's, it's, its intention is not secular at all, I'm just extrapolating this. The Imagine me just sifting out just the general idea and applying it to, to things secular. Okay, I wouldn't want to twist the words of God at all or 
misuse them. I'm just using this as an example. And then we're going to get into the, into the spiritual application. If you're doing the same things that everybody around you is doing, are doing, you're going to get the same results. And that's a very simple concept, but many people miss it because it's very easy. It's almost like, uh, you know, boiling the frogs. I don't even know if that's true. You know, if that really happens with frogs, but you know, basically you put a bunch of frogs in hot water and you slowly turn it up. You slowly turn it up. They don't even know that they're about to die. Right. And then they're dead. That's kind of what happens in life is that you get around all your other frogs, you know, your buddies, you know, people that you have relationships with people at work and you kind of get lulled into this sense of this false sense of comfort and security because you look around you and you see, oh, well, not, nothing bad is happening. Obviously bad is happening to anybody around me. And I'm kind of doing the same things these people are doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty safe and secure about myself. Well, what you don't see is that you and your buddies and your coworkers and your friends and those with whom you associate are all dying the very slow death associated with comfort. You're dying the slow death associated with comfort that you've been lulled into this sense of, well, things aren't necessarily going poorly for me. They're not going super great, but I do have a roof over my head. God, thank God. I, I do have food to eat. Thank God. My bills for the most part are paid. Thank God. And uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, and what happens is, is you see so many people get to the end of their life and they really leave nothing behind they've made no real impact or legacy and and they die and that's it they're forgotten about in a matter of a year if not less that's always been terrifying to me to not that i want to live a life for the sake of leaving behind you know where people will sing songs about me and things like that that's not the point i believe that's egotistical but what frightens me more than anything is not living a life of impact. Like nothing scares me more than the idea of passing on and not having changed the world. It does. You know, because and and when when we talk about changing the world, people look at this just like they they think about it from a grandiose almost comic book sense, right? Like a Superman or a Batman coming in and you need these extraordinary superpowers to change the world. And I think what I'm about to say is a very profound concept. People think about it in a grandiose comic book sense, but it's not. Because what happens is there's a ripple effect and it doesn't take superhuman strength or laser vision to be able to change the world. What it takes first is the willingness and discipline to change oneself. And that willingness and discipline to change oneself allows you to affect those in your inner circle and those that you have direct influence over in a positive manner. And now, you, let's say you have 10 people that are very close to you and you start to try to affect these people and maybe not even consciously, but subconsciously just through the changes that you've 
you know, begun to make in yourself, you start to change some of these people and not all 10 will get it. Not all 10 are going to change their lives, but let's say three out of 10 change their lives. Well, and they all know 10 people and three out of 10 of each of their people's lives are changed. So you change three and each of them change three. So what is that? Nine, 10, 11, 12 people have now been changed. Now each of those 12 people have 10 people and they all change three people. Right? So 12 times 3, 36 people have now been changed. Now 36 people all know 10 people and they're able to change 3 apiece. Well, you could do the math. 36, 36, 36. 100 something. Right? 102? 108? And so on and so forth. So do you understand what I'm saying is that a series of small changes within oneself can cause a ripple effect that a small pebble this little tiny go out and just go to a pond or a lake and just drop a little tiny pebble in the water and you'll see a ripple effect from that little pebble that extends literally thousands of times beyond its original diameter right it's incredible that's you that could be you but if you are conformed to doing what everybody else is doing Unfortunately, I've, I've got some bad news for you. You're not going to change other people's lives, at least in a dramatic, positive fashion. You need to, I think the best way to start to separate yourself from the pack is to engage in what most people are unwilling to engage in And that is discomfort. It's funny that the best things to do for yourself are also the easiest things to do and to not do. It's very easy to get up off your butt and go for a walk. It's just as easy not to. It's very easy to eat a healthy meal. It's just as easy not to. It's very easy to pass through the liquor aisle and not buy anything but it's just as easy not to isn't that funny how the best things for you are at very easy to do and very easy to not do and why they seem so difficult to do sometimes is because there's a temporary state of discomfort that people are not able to stomach because they're weak When you constantly live for comfort, which is around us and provided for us, the world, the the devil and the world system has lulled us into a state of perpetual comfort, right? What we find now is a world that's governed by forces that force, quite literally force comfort and convenience upon us constantly, And we've seen this watering down of standards where, you know, we see in schools, if you have a classroom of 30 people and two students are struggling, well, now the other 28 have to be held back to accommodate as to not embarrass the two struggling students. A lot of places are doing away with honor rolls and Excel programs because... 
God forbid you make a child feel left out because they don't have the same skill set, right? And you see this now in adults that standards in the workplace, standards in society have been watered down to the point where it's like, please do not make yourself uncomfortable trying to change, adapt, or work harder. Instead, we will lower the bar to you to meet you where we will meet you where you're at. So you don't have to stress, strive, or work to get any better. We accept you the way that you are. Isn't that the way of the world with all of its loving, lovingness? That's Satan. That's the world system and that's the world order. And it is destroying, quite literally rotting the foundation of our society slowly and surely we are rotting towards a collapse. And I don't think the collapse will be anarchy. I think the collapse will be total control by the government, government, the mommy state government of we will feed you your bugs and your soy and you will sit at home. You'll enjoy your video games, your pornography and your door dashed seed oil food. You'll work virtually. You'll have no reason to leave your house. You'll do all of your socializing virtually in the metaverse. And you will own nothing. And we've seen this before. The World Health Organization, and or, I'm sorry, the World Economic Forum quite literally said you will own nothing and you will be happy. They are openly telling you what their agenda is. So we, what do we do? You must do everything in your power, starting with the men that are listening, but also the women, to revolt against this system. Now, I'm not saying that you have to show up in Washington, D.C. and pound the gates outside of the White House, although something more violent than that will probably need to take place at some point. What I am saying, and watch, I'll, if, if I end up, I, I didn't kill myself. Let me just say that right now. <laughs> I didn't kill myself. I'm not suicidal. So if I get suicided because of some of the things I'm going to say now and in future episodes, I promise you, I'm quite happy. So you all know who did it. All right. I didn't poison myself. I didn't hang myself. I didn't jump off anything. But I'm only semi-joking about the possibility of that occurring. But the revolt, the, the revolution that needs to happen starts with oneself. The betterment of yourself as the individual. And like I said before, going circling all the way back, this will have the ripple effect. And the, again, we've talked about compounding interest. It's almost like compounding interest, right? The doubling, the tripling effect. But it starts with you. And the way that you revolt and the way that you change is that you put yourself in a state of discomfort, contrary to what the world tells you. The world tells you to be comfortable, slow down, don't go too fast, don't try too hard. You might fail, you might fall, you might expose yourself to failure, expose yourself to discomfort, expose yourself to things that are difficult. Read books that challenge your way of thinking. Listen to things that challenge you 
spiritually and not coddle you spiritually. People love to be coddled and comforted spiritually. I challenge you to challenge yourself and read and listen to material that will do such. Physically, you should be breaking yourself down. You should be pushing and sweating and bleeding. You should be taking cold showers. You should be eating foods, real foods, and drinking water. And doing things that force you into a very temporary state of discomfort. All of this is an open act of defiance against the world. All of it. Eating good, real food is an open act of defiance. Working out and bettering yourself is an open act of defiance. Cultivating a stronger spirit within oneself and a stronger relationship with God is most certainly the most open act of defiance you can engage in. And growing mentally is an open act of defiance against the world's system and what it would have you be an androgynous bag of fluid, a consuming amoeba, a nameless, thoughtless number, series of numbers, sitting in a one-bedroom apartment or a pod, basically on a feeding tube. And that feeding tube is not only bugs and soy, but like I mentioned before, it's entertainment, it's Netflix, it's movies, it's pornography, it's video games. It's the detestable entertainment system of the world. So let's move to the spiritual realm. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to say it again, that those that are friends of the world and conform to the world are indeed enemies of God. And what brought this thought to my head today is I passed by a church this morning again with the pride 17 color flag out front. And I thought, what, how could you more openly display that you have fully conformed to the world. People conform to the world because they are afraid of judgment. They are afraid of conflict. They're afraid of losing friends. They're afraid of losing their job. And if you really truly were saved and a child of God, you would be hated by the world. But many of you exist in the world system in full and complete comfort. And I'm going to tell you, and I will tell you to your face, as I did two episodes ago, your salvation is fake, it is phony, and you are a fraud. You're a fraud. If you get along well in the world, you are not a Christian. You are not saved. If you find society and all of its comforts and entertainment and its acceptance and accept this and that you're going you're gonna to allow, you're going to bring your kids to events where grown 
hairy men wear dresses, skirts, leggings, where you could basically see the outline of their package. Disgusting. And they're going to dance in front of your children. Your children are going to give them money like you would at a strip club. And you're you're gonna you're gonna not only accept this, but you're gonna participate in this. Otherwise, you're a bigot. <laughs> How far have we fallen? Where where are the men? And you know what was encouraging that that event in Texas? There were men. Men showed up. Men showed up and accosted these parents and accosted these dancers, these sick, twisted, demonic freaks outside of the bar where they were holding the the event. These men showed up. And these men now, of course, are getting death threats. Good. That's what being saved looks like. Not being a buddy to everybody. If you're not, I would challenge you, if you're not getting death threats, are you really a Christian? Look at the martyred apostles and disciples and leaders that have come before us before us spiritually. These guys were skinned. Boiled, beheaded, upside down, sawed in half. And you can't even handle an angry Instagram comment. Because you're weak. You're pathetic. You can't handle an Instagram comment. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Because you love your comfort. You love your friends. You love your family. You love your job. You love your house and your car. You love your iPhone and your apps more than you do the one true living God. And you are going to go that you're going to go to hell. When you take your final breath is when you will finally learn your lesson. But the unfortunate thing about that is it will be too late. It will be too late. You know, it's funny. It says in the Bible, people will approach Jesus and say, but we did this and we did. Well, I volunteered at the local homeless shelter once a month. And I, you know, uh, raised my hand at church and I said a prayer. And I, I volunteered at the soup kitchen twice in my life. And, you know, I, I tithed every once in a while and, I did this and, and and did this and Jesus will say to you, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, I never knew you. That's terrifying. The opposite of that is well done, my good and faithful servant. And we don't have time to get into, you know, because... It's not works, it's faith. That's a different conversation. But I I want to really encourage you guys today to do a massive amount of self-examination in how comfortable you are living in this world. Because I can tell you, I'm not perfect. I got a long ways to go. I got a lot of growth. But I, I believe that God can make growth happen very quickly. So like part of me doesn't want to speak on this because I'm like, oh man, I need more time. I need more experience. I mean, no, forget that. Paul was literally knocked off his horse the next day he was a believer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, now he did have a lot of education and he was, but that's neither here nor there. You know, I, I really do feel led to speak on these 
topics because I feel so many people are unwilling to do so. You're a friend of the world, which means you're an enemy of God. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody, not a single person. So I know these talks are tough. (laughs) And I might even lose some followers and some listeners over this. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, I know that the right people are going to hear the message and it's going to take, it's going to have the right effects. Again, that ripple effect. Even if nine out of 10 don't listen, that one person that does can have a compounding effect. So just know that all of this comes from a place of love and I appreciate you guys tuning in and I love you guys and I hope that you have a great day. And if this has made an impact on you, um, I do encourage you to share this episode. Thank you. See you guys later.